not damsels this is laura and this is brie and today we're going to be talking about comic cons and women in cosplay and all that fun stuff Woo, cosplay (laughs) so brie have you have you done a lot of cosplay i have not done a ton of cosplay i have cosplayed two characters in all of my existence but both (laughs) of them are very fun tell me about them um the first one that i cosplayed was um Harley Quinn before she becomes Harley and yeah what did that look like um so basically it was just like your typical work attire but I of course wore these gigantic like six inch heels and it was to the movies (laughs) so it was to the Spider-Man premiere and I was walking down the aisle trying to get to my seat and like almost toppled over all the people in front of me (laughs) it was pretty embarrassing (laughs) um and then the other one that I cosplayed was um I basically was this like cat lady character thing okay. there's this really cool cat helmet um i always forget what her name is and all of the nerds who know who she is are gonna like scream right now because i don't know what her actual name is <laughs> but one of my friends made the little helmet thing so i dressed up like that and it was really cool and really fun um and then all my other experiences of like pseudo cosplay were me and one of my friends going to a um basically like a giant music festival thing it's called i love this city in san francisco mm-hmm. um and the two of us dressed up as quote unquote superheroes i had a bunch of batman stuff on she had a bunch of wonder woman stuff on it was cool that's awesome it was real cool okay yeah. all right see i'm sitting here thinking that i'm like a total cosplay noob and i'm just <laughs> not gonna be able to participate in the conversation i'll just be asking a lot of questions but uh, Halloween, hello. That's uh, obviously yeah. a big cosplay event. Oh my god, I didn't even <laughs> think about Halloween. Man, we want to consider that. I've been a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think that I I totally choose like a fun, nerdy, empowering character every Halloween. But who have you played? Well, to be honest, I've been Luna Lovegood for like the past. Uh, probably million Halloweens. I mean, and, uh, we're okay with this. <laughs> Harry Potter in every episode. Yeah. Um, and naturally, we celebrate Harry Potter's birthday on um, July 31st, in case you all want to celebrate as well. Of but course. you got to dress up for that. And um, if you ever go to Virginia City or just ride a train, <laughs> um, anytime you find yourself on a train, you should probably cosplay. Probably. So. <laughs> I think that's necessary. Anytime a train. um so with you not being super ultra experienced in the realm of cosplay what do you think about it like when you think cosplay Mm -hmm. what do you think of so when i think cosplay my head immediately goes to comic cons which i have not been to although i have been to a cat con that's um, pretty cool which is just as cool as it sounds there are kittens everywhere Um, But anyway, (laughs) back to cosplay. Uh, I think of huge convention centers, just people just being just all sorts of nerd. Um, I imagine it to be a lot of fun and people kind of taking pictures and being like, hey, you went all out this year. Go you. (laughs) Probably a lot of selfies happening. That's that's what I think of. Right. What about you? 
So me being, I guess you could consider me a noob in it all too, because I've really only done small things and none of them were actually like at conventions that were really big or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Even the actual convention that I went to, I didn't dress up. It was I don't know. I was largely pregnant. If, we'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> could have been uh, Captain Planet. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> or Mermaid Man. I would have just needed a barnacle boy. There you go. But, it, <laughs> um, but no. So I guess I could consider myself pretty new in it as well. Um, when I think of cosplay, I think of people really expressing their love for a certain fandom. Sure. Um, because when you cosplay somebody, it's somebody that you really, really liked in X, Y, or Z show, or you feel like you could do an awesome job representing that character. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like it's it's really an expressive type of thing. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, I feel like it would be, you know, there's something some things that you enjoy so much and you enjoy watching, but this seems like a really good way to interact with that thing and be part of it. Right. Um, and all of the energy and the time that goes into some of those costumes, like that's got to take hours and the creativity in it. It's, it's very, it's just very crafty, really, if you think (laughs) about it. Like these are artists. It really is. I actually, um, I, when I went to the Defense Language Institute, Uh um, I met a guy there and I didn't even realize that he was into cosplay until after I left and me and him were friends on Facebook and um, shout out to Foam's Meef, but he um, he literally creates all of his costumes out of foam. And I mean, occasionally, cool. he, yeah, occasionally he'll sew things, but majority of it is out of foam. And it's incredible to see the things that he creates. Uh-huh. Um, usually he cosplays League of Legends characters, um, or at least the ones that I've seen. But he's also done Bolin from Avatar. And it was it was really, really cool. Like just the things that he did and... He has a Facebook page and he posts his progress and you literally can see from his first one to now how good he has gotten at cosplaying and and how good he's he's gotten at creating his costumes. So cool. Yeah. Another thought that I've got about cosplay is I feel like it really empowers a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, It's an awesome way to kind of step outside of your box and have an opportunity to do something that you wouldn't normally do because obviously you're dressing up as a character it's super easy to go all out be this character and just be the craziest you you can possibly be uh-huh. um so i feel like that really does help people get outside of their boxes of okay this is the only thing that i can do this is what's socially acceptable yeah and at cons and cosplay events and things like that it of goes out the window sure so i feel like it's a it's a good empowerment i can see that i i think that there's like a element of anonymity oh my gosh anonymity anonymity (laughs) don't hurt yourself kid can you say this word for me brie anonymity yes (laughs) there's that (laughs) um we're all right we're we're good good. there's just an element of of being able to step out of who you are and it lets you be more free and almost in a way you get to be more true to you because you're not 
worried about what somebody's going to think about you or what, you know, the people at work the next day will say because it's you're just being free in you and and doing your thing. Yep. It's really funny to think of what people perceive as normal and yet how restrictive that is in exactly what people want to do <laughs> and like how they want to really express themselves. It's it's an interesting thought. Yeah. Well, and, and another thing too is the the type of folks that find themselves kind of clinging to to nerddoms and fandoms are sometimes introverts or quiet or or feel awkward and weird in um, certain scenarios. So, like, what a cool thing for those types of people to put on a costume and be wild for a day. And I would imagine that's very freeing. Yes. A lot of the feedback that um, I have received as far as cosplay goes is positive. Mm -hmm. People love cosplay. They love being able to go and do this. They enjoy getting dressed up. They enjoy going and playing another character. They enjoy when people stop and recognize them. It's like it's like with any fandom as soon as you find out that somebody likes it too it's like you've connected on this different level so (laughs) there's all this excitement about it so a lot of the feedback that i have at least gotten has been positive for cosplay Uh, you know that's that's so true i can't tell you how many friendships have started just because we accidentally found out the other was into harry potter Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty much how our friendship started. <laughs> we sure sat right. in front of a bookstore and read freaking Harry Potter and the Cursed Child <laughs> literally in a parking lot on the ground when it first re- was released at midnight after drinking pseudo butterbeer. <laughs> yeah, I think there was a moment where we silently read near each other and we're like, these my kinds of people. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, so I can I can see how going to a comic con, like seeing people dressed up in a specific way, being able to be like to know a little bit more about a person based on what they're into and their fandoms, and feeling that camaraderie and connection could be so fun. Yes, absolutely. Um, so. Neither myself nor you have gone to a Comic-Con. But CatCon, though. CatCon, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've, neither of us have gone to a Comic-Con. I have been to a WizardCon here in Reno. Um, it was really small, but it was cool. They had a couple of guest appearances and book releases and things like that. Um, all of your typical little shops and things like that where you can get all your shirts and novelty Um Nerd stuff. Nerd stuff, yeah. Um, But it was definitely not your large um, Comic-Cons and things like that. So with both of us being new, what do you know about Comic-Con? Being friends with people who have been there, as well as kind of having a feminist set of beliefs, Um, I have heard a few negative things, mostly for women in cosplay. They feel, a a lot of women feel very empowered by being able to dress in a sexy costume, but along with dressing in that sexy costume, a lot of them feel really objectified. They've gotten a lot of negative feedback from people or positive feedback that included inappropriate touching or comments. And so it makes something that's supposed to be this really fun, empowering thing into something that feels a little bit less safe than they might like. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's the like, oh, awesome, fun, nerd element, and you get to be yourself and totally feel free. But then there's also that element that 
too many women have experienced in many areas of their lives, but unfortunately it also occurs at, at a Comic-Con. And I think, you know, a lot of that is that it's very male-dominated, male-centric sort of nerd culture. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've all heard the term fan service, and <laughs> it's in a lot of different fandoms. Um, I know I have read and seen a few women who have wished that their favorite characters were a little bit more covered and Mm -hmm. that way they could cosplay and feel more comfortable um sometimes it's not always a comfortable experience sometimes people really are just a little more reserved and they don't want to show as much skin as they have to for if they want to look exactly like that character um a, a lot of people of color also have a lot of issues with it for the simple fact that well, the real character's not that color. And it's it's an uncomfortable situation. And you also have people who are out at a con. They're having a lot of fun. They don't actually live there. They know they're probably never going to see this person again in their life. And they feel a little bit feisty. They feel like they can just say whatever it is that they want to. Kind of like the keyboard warriors where mm-hmm. nobody actually has to see me so I can say whatever it is that I want. And it turns into a just a nasty comment and it mm-hmm. really really does bring people down well it, yeah it totally takes the wind out of their sails um i have a, a dear friend who was kind enough to tell me about her experience in comic-con and you know she really really loves it and would like to participate in it more um, but she said she once wore a corset at a dragon con and a teenage boy like nudged his buddy and just like said really loudly boobs as she walked to go to the bathroom. And she said that she's wanted to do a lot more cosplay, but is afraid of what people will say because she thinks that she's fat. Um, she, you know, a lot of people who don't fit the impossible body image that a lot of these characters have um, you know, they want to play and, and be part of this world, but then are worried that they're going to end up a meme somewhere mm-hmm. because people are taking photos and being rude. And there's there's no need for it. Everyone's there to express themselves and have a good time. And wonderful people who love nerd culture shouldn't be knocked for being part of it. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, and what's funny is the cosplay community itself is so welcoming. They love seeing everybody cosplay. It's literally what brings them joy. Mm-hmm. It's the people who don't cosplay. It's the people who are not immersed in that world, who don't mm-hmm. understand it, that think, oh, you don't look like that character physically, and I'm going to make a comment about it. And I'm going to make a nasty comment because it's not me. It's not affecting me. So I think it's okay. And it's really not Mm-mm. because that's that's a real person. Yeah. <laughs> that's a real person who has feelings and you're you're degrading them mm-hmm. um, and taking something from them. Yeah, absolutely. And that even goes for the ones who portray these beautiful, voluptuous bodies and things like that. They still feel uncomfortable occasionally because people take things too far. Mm-hmm. Um, there's for Con- Comic-Con, I guess there's this whole movement going on right now for cosplay is not consent. Um, and I think that that is awesome because it's yeah. not. Just because you're dressed up as a character does not give you permission to put your hands on somebody, to Mm-mm. make inappropriate comments, to just all around make somebody feel uncomfortable. Yeah. 
I I mean, it's the same argument that I still hear for some reason um, is when women are assaulted on the street. Well, what were you wearing? Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless of what I was wearing, I was assaulted on the street. And that does not mean that it is OK. The Absolutely. length of my skirt doesn't change that. And um, going to a Comic-Con where you should feel really safe to express yourself and be wild and free, just like we were discussing, mm-hmm. um, suddenly it becomes unsafe because someone has decided that you have dressed up for them. That because these characters are what is heteronormatively attractive, just because you look pleasing to me doesn't mean that you have done this for me and that I now have permission to touch you. Cosplay is not consent. Yeah. Um, so I kind of wanted to touch on the Comic-Con rules because Mm -hmm. there's all this stuff about, um, one of their, their rules that you find out about when you're at Comic-Con. I know there's big, huge signs. Um, they say the cosplay is not consent and that you're not supposed to be taking photographs of people if they don't actually want these photographs. And this is at the San Diego Comic-Con? Mm-hmm. This is at the San Diego Comic-Con. So I did a little research. I pulled up the San, San Diego Comic-Con um, official rules page. Uh, these are the official rules for 2016. They haven't redone the ones for 2017 just yet. Um, usually they tweak them a little bit every year, but these are the ones that I found. Okay. Under Code of Conduct. Attendees must respect common sense rules for public behavior, personal interaction, common courtesy, and respect for private property. Harassing or offensive behavior will not be tolerated. Comic-Con reserves the right to revoke without refund the membership and badge of any attendee not in compliance with this policy. Persons finding themselves in a situation where they feel their safety is at risk or who become aware of an attendee who is not in compliance with this policy should immediately locate the nearest member of security or staff member so that the matter can be handled in, in an expeditious manner. Hmm. So it kind of touches on have, have common sense and be respectful of the people around you. Mm-hmm. Nowhere in any of that does it say don't take photographs of people that are unsolicited. <laughs> now, another little small blurb that it has is the Google Glass video recorder's camera phones. And I was like, oh, it's got to be under there, right? Because, uh-huh. I mean, I've heard of it. I know that they have that policy. It's got to be under there. I mean, people read these rules before they go. What it says under camera phones, video recorders, and Google Glass. Remember that recording of footage on the screens during panels is prohibited. No video or audio recording of movie and TV panels. This includes Google Glass. You can wear Google Glass during footage videos in any program room. If your Google Glass is prescription, please bring a different pair of glasses to use during these times. Also, please turn off your devices and put them away during the screening of panel footage. Not doing so interferes with everyone's viewing quality and causes security to think that you are recording the clip. Does not touch on taking photos of people that do not want their photo taken. Correct. So they say it when you walk through the doors, but before that, you get this preconceived notion in your head. You're like, oh, I'm going to go and see Wonder Woman. I know as soon as I see Wonder Woman, I'm going to do this pose. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be awesome. And every, everybody's going to think it's so funny if I do this one post, such as putting my head in her boobs. That's going to be so funny if I just lay my head right on Wonder Woman's boobs and take a picture. <laughs> like, soup's funny. No. Nope. Not so funny when you're Wonder Woman and all of a sudden somebody comes and asks to take a photo with you and you're laying your head on her boobs, which is completely not okay. <laughs> it's inappropriate, uncomfortable, and makes you feel unsafe 
Yeah, everybody has their bubble and you have just punctured that bubble. Like <laughs> you didn't just get into the bubble, you punctured it and then you swam around in it for a little bit. Like <laughs> not okay. Not okay. Totally inappropriate. Well, and ugh, how interesting that these Comic-Cons are clearly aware of the issue. If they're feeling like they need to out loud say these rules, there needs to be a little bit more done to ensure that people are feeling comfortable and safe. Especially on their rules page on their website, because that's the first place that people are going to go. Sure. They explicitly say before purchasing a ticket that you need to read these rules. And none of the rules are actually getting at the problem. They're not actually stating, look, we know this is a problem. We've seen it happen. We've seen it happen year after year. And we want to nip this in the bud. Do not take photographs of people that do not want photographs taken. Do not put your hands on people if they don't want you to touch them. Mm-hmm. That's, That's so simple. That's kind of common, common courtesy, yeah. you would think. And I mean, it does say common sense in there, but we all know common sense is not so common. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I, I suppose in uh, 2015, they started s- emailing the, um, the anti-harassment policy two days before the event started. Basically, the spokesperson of the Comic-Con, David Glanzer, told LA Times, it seemed like a good idea to add that with the email distribution. So it's, it's clearly an issue, but... They, they recently carried out a survey on sexual harassment in the comics community, um, and they had 3,600 responses, and of which 55% were from women, 39% from men, and 6% were non-binary. But the results just said that they were way more likely to be photographed at conventions against their wishes. Um, 13% had unwanted comments of a sexual nature made about them, and 8% had been groped and assaulted really not okay and makes you not feel good about, you know, your well-being and safety at, at something that's supposed to be this awesome, empowering thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how how quickly somebody's fun time can be turned around by something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I would. That would stop me dead in my tracks and I would no longer want to be wearing what I was wearing for the simple fact that I felt at that point now that that's all that it's doing is drawing that kind of attention and nobody wants that kind of attention in a public place where everybody is watching what you're doing and if you do if you are okay with that kind of a thing say it ahead of time if Mm -hmm. if you're okay with it maybe ask (laughs) (laughs) is it okay that i put my hand on your waist is it okay that I hug you for this picture mm-hmm. and allow the person to say yes. Mm-hmm. At that point, you've got consent. That is consent. <laughs> Somebody explicitly telling you, yes, it is okay for you to do the action that you are about to do to my body. Mm-hmm. Why is that so hard to understand? <laughs> well, I don't understand. I don't get why that is so difficult. Nobody knows. Truly nobody knows. <laughs> so um, we have a couple of different experiences that we've looked up. Um, one of the ones that I looked at is an Afro-Latina uh, who loves to cosplay. Her name is Ayla. Um, her story is, I was cosplaying as Amber from Sucker Punch, and I was excited because I was doing my first cosplay photo shoot as well. 
I volunteered a con and I was walking through the cosplay parade to get my shoot. There was a group of guys watching the parade and they all turned and looked at me. One of them suddenly said, why would you wear that? You're not small. And it caught me off guard. It was my first huge cosplay and I was excited about how it had come together. His words knocked the wind out of me. I didn't know what to do, so I just kept walking. I eventually made it upstairs to my photo shoot, and the photographer, who was very sweet, was able to talk to me and calm me down. She said that fanboy rage towards women, especially non-white women, is unfortunate, but it happens. Later, I met up with my friends and they asked me where my cosplay was because I was no longer wearing it. I, they told me that I looked awesome and it gave me the boost that I needed. I went back to my room and put my cosplay back on. Um, when she recounted the experience, she recounted it with, um, racism. Mm -hmm. Uh, the discussed cosplay that I did last year was with two of my white friends, and I heard a man turn to his wife and say, well, of course a black one would be discussed. That makes more sense. And I was shocked. Why couldn't I be sadness or joy, she says. So not only did she get attacked by the way that she looked, her body, mm -hmm. she also then got attacked by her skin color and also a derogatory way of portraying her skin color. Like, all of that happening to one person, how can you expect somebody to still feel comfortable going and doing that? Mm -hmm. Something that she really loves doing because obviously she wouldn't have continued if she didn't love doing it. People just tearing her down. And then when she goes and she talks to the cosplay photographer, she just kind of played it off as, yeah, it really sucks that it happened, but it, it does. It happens all the time. Yeah. And we're just going to let it be what it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's just so not okay to me. It's, it's definitely unacceptable behavior, and I don't know why it, it continues. Um, unfortunately. Unfortunately, it, it seems like there's a lot of excusing of that sort of behavior when it's inexcusable, but um, it, it seems to be that the people place their comments on the backs of, well, that character isn't black or that character isn't, uh, a, you know, isn't a large character or that character isn't male or that character, um, and they expect you to look like uh, that star but these are real people who are portraying fake characters and it's a fantasy world like mm -hmm. really the part that she's a black person is the part that's unbelievable what about the part <laughs> that she's playing in emotion she's disgust from a cartoon movie and she's doing this with her friends so just because she is a woman of color she can no longer cosplay anything other than women with color <laughs> that are in comics and different fandoms, which let's really think about this. How many are there? Yeah. <laughs> so a big problem is they're not being represented in uh, a lot of these fandoms and that needs to change. But the other problem is no one should knock them down for being part of the fandom um, and for loving this thing. You don't have to be a certain color or size or shape or gender to enjoy something that is universal and fun. Um, on the same topic of stereotyping, the um, different cosplay cons and events are not always so clean and not always so accepting. Mm -hmm. um, there's been several high-profile reports of sexual harassment and body policing at cosplay events, including a woman who punched a man for placing his hand on her breasts during an unwanted photo opportunity. Yep. So going back to our photo 
photos and it being not okay to take photos of people that don't want them. Mm -hmm. Um, A New York Comic Con attendee who was asked to pull her pants down and a black woman who was told by convention staff Mm -hmm. that she was not wearing proper attire. (laughs) That is insane. That is insane. Even somebody who works for the con. So somebody that they, in their rules, say, please find an attendee if you do not feel safe, is now making somebody feel unsafe because of her attire. Mm -hmm. And yet you look around and there's a hundred other people that are dressed either just as scantily clad, just as half naked, whatever it is that you want to consider it or call it. I mean, there's, there's just as many women out there that are doing the exact same thing that you're doing, the only difference is your skin color. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. It truly is not. I And I have a another experience that a, a friend shared as well. When I asked her about her experiences with cosplay, she, she said that she did love it, but when I asked her if she felt it was inclusive, she said, Um, And followed that up with, there are parts of the internet where non-traditional cosplayers are celebrated, particular places like cosplaying while black and Tumblr blogs where people post pics of fat cosplayers, but I personally don't feel comfortable putting myself out there at a con because I know how mean and gross people can be, men in particular. Um, I never want to unwittingly end up as a meme, but I always make extra sure to compliment women on their costumes when I meet them. Um, I heard a bunch of guys saying gross things to a bunch of amazing, beautiful women who were dressed as Captain America and some USO girls at the last con I went to a few years ago, and it made me so mad. I think cosplay is so fun, and it can be really empowering, but for me, it only takes a little comment to knock all the wind out of my sails. Absolutely. That's with any person, though. I mean, even the person who is just a steel trap, nothing bothers them. If you say something that really they're already self-conscious about, that they've already got their own internal battles going on with, you make a comment about that thing and it is going to crush them. Mm-hmm. Whether they visibly show it or not, that is going to crush them. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, I think it, it also, all these little microaggressions really add up and, you know, there there are times where it's just kind of like you can laugh it off or deal with it. Um, but there's times where, wow, that was the last one I can handle today. Mm-hmm. And all together, all of these comments or all of these incidences start to make you feel really unwelcome. And can we just take a minute to think about what it is that we're celebrating here? Mm-hmm. These are people from all walks of life dressed up like like X-Men celebrates the differences in people and talks about the discrimination that people who are different from you experience. And then here we are, nerds, so probably used to feeling that exact same way, turning and looking at fellow nerds and going, you're different, wrong, and not okay here. You're different than my different, even. I mean, we can literally go as far to say that. I mean, you are, you're not the same kind of different that I am, uh-huh. so I'm going to attack that. It, it just... The hypocrisy is insane to me. So here's another uh, zinger that I found (laughs) on a a blog. Um, I was reading about cosplay. Uh, LH, a gender fluid cosplayer. Um, It's a woman who plays 
men, she cosplays as men, Mm -hmm. had to deal with blatant attacks from the online cosplay community. Her story is, my worst experience has to be when someone online said I was one of those trans people and started this week-long horror of Anon hate emails and comments to all of my accounts. I was told I didn't belong on God's earth and that they would spit on me if they saw me in person. What? They would key my car, etc. After that, when someone pointed out that I was a cross player, I got slammed with dozens of sexually explicit mail telling me I'd never be taken seriously as a cosplayer unless I showed my breasts. I got invitations to sex parties so that I can see what real women look like and many sexual assault threats. So now we're taking a lady, a lady who is covering herself, doing things that she's comfortable with, and people online, again, those keyboard warriors, are taking it to a completely another level. Like, to a level that if these people's, I mean, and this is going to sound so much like I'm a mom, if their (laughs) mothers heard what they were saying, if their grandmothers heard what they were saying, if literally anybody that they associate themselves with and have a good view of this person, would they feel comfortable saying that kind of a thing to anybody? Mm-mm. Would they be comfortable with their comments and their name being attached to something on the internet where people that they love can see that? Like, really think about what it is that you're saying to somebody and you are now attacking this person and giving threats. You're threatening somebody because they're not doing what you think that they should be doing. Yeah, it's that's unacceptable. And it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't sort of scenario. Um, you know, she didn't feel comfortable doing the typical dress like a female cosplayer, scantily clad look. And so she did her own take on it. Whereas she, you know, there are so many people who do that look and feel overly sexualized and uncomfortable Mm -hmm. so she went the exact opposite direction with it and then was overly sexualized and uncomfortable yeah and i mean this (laughs) blog was written in 2015 so it's not like this was years ago it's literally just a woman who plays male characters when she cosplays Mm -hmm. because that's what she feels comfortable doing I've seen dozens of makeup videos where women make their faces look like different characters and men are some of them. Are those people people that you're going to attack with those kind of comments? Or no, just because in the next slide they've got a girly cosplay face. Like, it's just, it's it's really hard to to look at. I agree. I don't understand the need to... Tell other people what they need to do, look like, and be. Why aren't we comfortable knowing that we all have these differences and that that's what makes humanity this beautiful thing? Um, and and let people navigate in the world how they want to navigate and show up in the world how they want to show up. Because mm-hmm. I think it's much more beautiful that way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think a lot of this comes down to representation um people fear that that is different from them and so when different shows up they approach it with anger or um violence Mm -hmm. and it's it's not okay and i wonder if part of it's a fear thing 
fear of the unknown. That's something that I don't understand. That's something that I mm -hmm. don't associate myself with. And therefore, I'm going to fear it and I'm going to lash out at it. Mm -hmm. um, this doesn't necessarily have to do with cosplay in general. But I mean, just today, I am part of a Dungeons and Dragons support group, basically, where they ask questions and get help and stuff like that. And somebody asked about D&D &D and feminism. And it spurred so many hateful comments. And it Seriously? wasn't even, yeah, it wasn't even like they were just asking what their thoughts on D&D &D and feminism is. They asked for strong female characters that they've played in campaigns. And people said the nastiest things. The nastiest things. I was sitting right next to my husband and I said, <laughs> I literally can't listen to this anymore. I cannot keep looking at this thread. I have to unfollow it. Uh -huh. Because obviously I plugged our show. I wanted to make sure everybody knew about Dames Not Damsels because we're the greatest. <laughs> Just the coolest podcast ever. Um, so I plugged our show, not even having read any of the comments yet. Just was really excited that somebody was interested in nerd stuff and feminism. And mm -hmm. that's what we do. Yeah. And people didn't even read. I, I don't think that they saw past the word feminism. They lashed out at it and it was nothing but hateful comments yeah. i mean you of course had your supportive ones you had your people who were actually paying attention to the post but the hateful comments were so nasty and it's because i feel it's something that they don't understand or they've got a preconceived notion of definitely so i mean going back to cosplay same thing if it's something that you don't understand if it's a black woman playing a white man's character or wants to dress up as this person it does not matter. That is what they want to do. That's what they have fun doing. That's what they they want to immerse themselves in. Mm -hmm. And you are no longer making that fun. You're taking that fun away from them. And if that's your goal, I feel really, 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 really sorry for you that your goal is to tear somebody down for something that they love. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I mean, 100% agree with you. I mean, in all honesty, this is a problem that has existed for a really long time and this is a really touchy area for it to be a problem because there are a lot of women who are half naked or wearing fan servicey things and I mean when you put it on you know people are going to stare you know there's the whole entire point of cosplay is for people to see you and recognize what you are what you're playing mm -hmm. it's taking the sexual assault out of that and taking the harassment comments out of that. They don't need to hear that. Mm -mm. Your n weird desires for fictional animated characters are nobody else's business. And your hateful <laughs> racist comments are not necessary. Totally. We don't need to hear what you think about us. It's none of our business. Absolutely. I think that this small incident, you know, taking this this small part of you know american culture um you know you get a, a handful of the population into a building all acting like nerds and um, hiding behind their costumes is just a magnifying glass to things that are happening in the real world and um when people lash out in these ways this is them feeling free to do so in this unrestrained sort of environment. But that is also occurring outside of 
comic cons and when people are outside in their regular attire walking down the street there are many many women who are no stranger to this sort of behavior and it's just it's just too bad but you know i hope that hearing conversations like this and um kind of having your eyes opened to what what goes on at these things can help steer people in the right direction yeah at least as as your own person your own being if you see something like this happen it, it when you're aware of it it's much more likely that you'll speak up when you see it happening mm-hmm. um as far as some a little bit of closure on this whole entire thing going back to the cosplay is not consent that's an awesome action action item mm-hmm. the the cosplay is not consent um and some people's thoughts on it are overall my view is that the campaign is changing the culture of conventions and making it so that members of the community are more likely to call out harassment and sexist behavior when they see it happening. We need to show the sexist people out there that their behavior will not be tolerated. She also proposed a great idea for conventions for to feature feminist slash anti-harassment workshops. Even if only a few people attend, it would be a show of solidarity from the convention organizers. Which I feel is accurate. If the convention is making a big deal out of it, then it is a big deal. It is a big deal. And people are going to notice, especially the people that like to hide under a rock and pretend like it doesn't exist. Right. If you literally host an entire portion of your convention to drawing attention to something like this, people are going to see. People who don't even realize that it's a thing. I mean, there are people out there who really just have no idea that stuff like this happens or they, that it's an issue. Yeah, or even <laughs> even that it's an issue. <laughs> um, they need to be enlightened too, and I feel like that would be an awesome way to do it. I I agree with you, um, and I think that there are some pretty cool comic cons out there that are doing a good job of this. There's actually Geek Girl Con, um, and Woo! it's yeah. I want to go to that one. Right? Maybe that's what we should do. <laughs> um, that can be our first con. Do Laura's first cosplay, and that'll be both of our first con. Let's do it. I'm in. Um, but, you know, even just in the name, feeling like you can be you and be female and be proud of this nerdy, nerdy thing that you do mm-hmm. is so awesome. Um, I think having really strong feminist women be on panels is another excellent way to do so. Um, I think that there are some really awesome women in the community and having them be on this panel and shutting down things when they're said inappropriately or mis- misspoken or make people feel uncomfortable is another way to just have that conversation infiltrate the system. Yes. Um, and I think taking a, a note from my friend Brooke's book of anytime you are at a con and you see women who just look awesome and are doing it right, Come on, ladies, supporting ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, we we want to see women feeling good and comfortable and keep perpetuating women of all shapes, sizes, colors. Doing wearing, whatever it is that makes whatever, them comfortable. Yeah, doing whatever makes you happy and empowered and the reason why you go to Comic-Cons in the first place. Mm-hmm. And I think that is going to make Comic-Cons and the world a better place. Absolutely. So action item for you at home is just make your surrounding area a safe place for everybody. Mm-hmm. Girl gang. Girl gang. <laughs> um, we've got some awesome news. 
uh, we were picked up by Audible. Woo! <laughs> Sponsored by Audible. So if you are interested in reading some awesome books via Audible, uh, just follow the link audibletrial.com forward slash dames not damsels. Listen to and put in your ear holes some awesome books by awesome ladies. Do you have any f- suggestions for a book going forward, Brie? Um, we've had a few people say that they have not read Harry Potter yet. What? Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> read you some Harry Potter. Put some Harry Potter in your ear holes. That is seven awesome books that you can read on Audible and support teams. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Um, and on that same note of supporting dames, we would love for you to head on over to iTunes. Rate and review us. That's how people hear us. Give us a like or a follow on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And please share us with a friend, a dame who needs to to hear a little bit about lady support and ladies. Absolutely. And as always, we welcome any feedback that you have. We want to hear it. We want to make sure that you guys are loving what we're doing and that we're doing this all right. All right. Thanks, ladies. Thanks. Thanks.